Hi, everyone. This is Ron Jolson, and you're listening to the Christian Fellowship Community Forum podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is our number 23 Christian Fellowship Community Forum uh, with John Qualley, who I'm really excited to have. Uh, I'm Ron Jolson. I'm your host and very pleased to greet all of you from both our field and, of course, our home office. Uh, it is my absolute pleasure to introduce John Qualley. Uh, he is a graduate of the University of Missouri, degree in journalism, signed his first contract with Northwestern Mutual as a college agent in 1969. That would be the year we landed on the moon. Uh, no, no relation, I don't think. Uh, he started a scratch district agency, or maybe there is. Uh, he started a, a scratch district agency in 1973 uh, in Columbia, Missouri, and it grew from one college intern to five MDRT qualifiers. He qualified for Form 12 times, uh, qualified uh, 30. Well, I don't want to read all this. There's so many things that he's got. I'll say he's a life Keep member. Reading. Keep reading. Uh, yeah. He was appointed managing partner in 1990 in St. Louis, and under his leadership, the agent force grew from 46 financial representatives to 198 until the agency was split in 2011, and grew the premium from 2.6 million to over 30 million in 2010, just uh, astronomical growth. Uh, in 2010, the office did 14,800 lives, had 10 to 200 lives producers, 55 MDRT members, seven managing directors, uh, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, the Quality Group has led Northwestern Mutual in premium lives and new insurance in 2008, 2009, and 2010. And he also won the Growth Award every year. He was a managing partner, uh, and all the managing partners in Paysetter, First 40, and Second 60 qualifiers. Amazing career. Um, John also enjoys boating, sinking long putts. No one's actually seen that, but uh, it's apparently happened. Traveling with his family, spoiling grandchildren. Uh, John is married to Kathy. They have three children and five grandchildren. And in addition, of course, and most importantly, John has been very active in the Christian Fellowship community since 2007. And as an event chairman, faithful board member, and great participant on our Tuesday uh, calls. In fact, I've enjoyed just getting to know John through that whole whole process. He has some of the most insightful questions and comments and just adds so much to our group Tuesday. It's, it's such a pleasure to have you doing this today, and we really appreciate it. Plus, I love the name of the topic, which is how I drove myself into the ditch because I put God in the trunk of my car, which I think should be a country western song, if ever there was one. So, John, let's uh, let's start as we as we usually do. Tell us a little bit about your faith journey uh, and your involvement in the Christian Fellowship community. Yeah, thank you, Ron. And I do want to say Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, we are ten days away. I don't know if that makes you feel uh, like you've procrastinated and there's a sense of urgency, or you feel comfortable because you have everything under control. I'm uh, of the first category, not the second. Um, and, uh, I do want to say that, uh, I am very thankful to have been with Northwestern Mutual for what, uh, since 1969, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how many years that is, it's over 50, 
um, and um, and also very appreciative of the people who uh, I've worked with who chose to grow themselves. And as a, as a group, uh, we achieved uh, some success. So uh, I want to, I want to, you know, I'm very thankful there. I'm also thankful to be part of this today because if you went back, let's see, if you went back uh, 20, maybe 30 years, if I, of course, if I had died, I wouldn't be part of this. But if I had died 30 years ago, I probably would be in hell. Uh, so um, because my faith journey is uh, is a varied one. I, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, 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 I always believed in a higher power. Always, always believed in God. But that's about it. And uh, my my belief in God when I was younger was that God was a um, an angry dude, and he was a punishing God, and so I didn't really want to get real close to an angry guy. Um, so so as I as I got older, I um, uh, got away from it. Um. And but I, I, you know, I, I back in uh, 1987. This is a little uh, goal card that I wrote out, and I don't know if you can see it, but at the top it says uh, belief in God. So, but I really didn't know what that meant, belief in God. Well, back then I would have told you, I would have quoted scripture and said, "You believe in God? Good. So do the demons, and they tremble." Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was probably trembling. Um, probably. Yeah. And and uh, so here, here's here, here's what I would do. So I'd run into trouble. You know, I really, really what it was looking back. I was God. I was God. I reached for God when I needed him in my plan. So here he was. I'm driving the car. Here are my goals. Here I'm I'm focused on goals, business goals, and um, I'm driving down the highway. I hit a bump in the road. God, come out of the trunk. Come on in the back seat. Come on in the back seat. Let's talk a little bit. Thank you, God. Okay, I'm over the bump. Go back in the trunk. Uh, move along. Things get a little bit more challenging. God, come up in the front seat. Sit next to me. I'm still driving the car. We, uh, you know, we get close to the ditch. Um, we miss the ditch. Um, back goes God into the trunk, and I'm moving along. Well, here's what happened. I'm driving the car, and I get real close to the ditch. And um, what does that mean? High anxiety, lots of fear, and I'm not handling it very well. And that's when it was actually in the year 2000, a couple of couple of events. Um, my wife, Kathy, was going to church. And uh, she would go to church and I'd say, well, say a prayer for me. I also said at one time, she reminded me that I said, you're not going to become one of those Bible. I said to her, 
you're not going to become one of those Bible people, are you? That's how far away I was uh, from God. And um, uh, so one evening, well, I, one, so I, 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 I was not going to church with her. And one evening, our, uh, we, were, we were at a park. It had snowed. And Madison, our daughter, was going down the hill on a saucer sled, and she hit a tree. And there was a young boy, probably seven or eight years old, at the park. And I'm running down to see if Madison's okay. And uh, this was at the, the, the park was next to uh, Covenant Seminary. And this young boy um, said to me, he said, uh, out of the blue, he said, uh, hey, mister, what church do you go to? Now, we're at this Covenant Seminary Park. So I could see he was probably, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I really couldn't answer this young boy. I can tell you the next Sunday I went to church. So, you know, things happen if you pay attention. And um, so I went to church, got to know the pastor in that church. In, in, in the year 2000, my, um, my brother died. Yep, my, uh, I was first in line, oldest. My brother Bill passed away at age 48. And uh, George Stulak, who was the pastor of that church, came to uh, our house. My dad was there uh, the morning of the, of the funeral, the memorial ser service. And George came in. He said um, to us both, he said, do you know how to get into heaven? My dad and me sitting in the living room are saying, well, you know, you live a good life. You live a good life. You'd be a good guy. And, uh, and here's my dad. And he says, yeah, you'd be, you, you, you know, you'd be a good citizen. You'd be a good person. You take care of your fellow man and so on. And uh, Pastor Stulak said, um, gentlemen, it's by the grace and blood of Jesus Christ. And that was a, uh, that was, this was the, this, so here, here, here's the death of my brother, his funeral. And that is when the light began to shine. And I said, and, and so I, I got together with Pastor Stulak over, over a period of time. Remember, this was a church that I didn't go to until I ran into that little boy. And, uh, I had conversations with Pastor Stulak, really, as I was facing various issues in my business career, and uh, he helped me understand uh, what Jesus did for me. So this this has all been. So I'm a Ron. I'm a late bloomer to this, um, uh, you know, but I'm catching up fast. That's awesome. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> so I'll just have to make one comment. You said uh, you're not somebody asked. Was it your wife that asked you? You're going to be one of those uh, Bible believing. I asked her that. I asked her that. Yeah. I said, you're not going to become one of those Bible people. Yeah. Are you? yeah. That's how far away I was. No, I, I get you know, it. You know, <clears throat> I, my but, but, asked me the same question. 
I told him, I don't know. That's like saying, are you one of those tooth dentists? (laughs) 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 But anyway, um, so a a little bit more uh, on your journey. I know that we've talked and and you told me that idols were a big part of your life. So could you expand on that one a little bit and tell us what by that? Yes. Well, well, you know, what, what, when, you know, when you read the Bible, it, you know, you talk, they talk about these, uh, you know, civilizations and idols and, uh, you know, the, 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 um, that they pray to these idols. Well, my, what I, I would say this to all of us, choose your, choose your idol carefully because, um, most idols, uh, probably will end up killing you if you think about it. So, uh, you know, like if your idol is you are a slave to success, I was, success was for me a, uh, an idol. And, um, now, now is, 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 is that a bad thing? I don't think it's a bad thing, but it can't be the first thing. It's, you know, it's an and, but the first thing, is to seek uh, the kingdom of God and its righteousness. That's number one. And I think had I done that in my past, uh, things would have been more, well, well, certainly would have been more um, peaceful and joyful. And I would have, I would be concentrating, I would have concentrated more on fruit of the spirit which you know is the opposite of of some of the, the the things that I was really feeling at the time because of my lack of uh, faith. So um, so well, you know power, uh, success, um, fun, all those things were idols that. Uh, you know, looking back, looking back, I chased. Now, if I continue to chase them, uh, I don't know, you know, I mean, alcohol was part of it. Uh, You know, it was drinking, partying, work hard during the week, party on the weekend, work hard during the week, party on the weekend. Well, that that can be a a formula for uh, a, a shorter life. Certainly anything that keeps us away from God uh, it, to the extent that an idol is something you, in effect, are worshiping instead of Christ, uh, and it's gonna—it's always going to be a bad thing. What that thing is, though, may not be bad if it's put in its proper order, proper perspective. For example, you talked about success and, and career. I think if you put that in alignment and you're putting Christ first, and maybe you're looking at ways that you can be successful while, in effect, ministering uh, while you're doing your career and that being your your ministry, which is really what our careers are our ministry if we're doing if we're thinking about them properly, then they're no longer idols. So the thing itself doesn't have to be bad if it's put in the right perspective. And I think you discovered that it sounds like I, I did discover that toward I did I discover that in my journey towards the end of my career and actually uh you know, we we as an organization put faith as one of our values um, in, in the last ten years. Right, 
Right. So, so the particular idols, John, that you were dealing with were success. Um, anything else that kind of really got in the way between you and your faith? Well, uh, you know, I, I think there were a lot of things. I mean, it was like uh, uh, in, I, in, I, 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 the world, the world. I mean, the world just, you know, I was, I was, I was more of the world doing things that were pleasure than um, following Jesus. Now, 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 I don't mean to say that following Jesus isn't pleasure because following Jesus makes your whole life better. But I, so I was plugging the hole. I remember, Ron, well, uh, I always, you know, I mean, I went to the breakfast, the Christian breakfast, uh, starting probably in the 90s. Um, I went to a Christian Christian breakfast in St. Louis. There was a there was a fellow from um, Walmart, an executive from Walmart. And his his talk was uh, on um, filling the hole in your heart. And so I'm listening to this guy and, you know, I'm, uh, you know, so I'm, we're, we're, we're achieving a level of success. Uh, we've got good people working with us. Uh, but I still have this, like, what, 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 what's it all about? What, I mean, like, there's still this emptiness. And he said, the only way that you're going to fill that hole in your heart is through your belief in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ comes in and fills that hole. And that was another real significant time where I said, you know, I, I got to listen to these people um, uh, and and begin to take steps. You know, it's so interesting. It, it, it's it's where it appears to me that we as human beings are literally wired to want to worship or focus or spend our time on something. You, you know, you're going to have something that's prime primary most important in your life every, i think every human being does um i've started to see a lot of people with their you know their focus on their devices mm -hmm. like girls, right they're spending all their time i've seen this in in some folks uh and i worry about young parents and their kids are just watching their parents on their phones the whole time it's become an idol but it just seems like we're wired to worship something and a big part of being a Christian is being able to to recognize that and start to channel ourselves toward Christ, uh, and that's the that that was the way it was always meant to be. Um, and ever since the fall, man has been looking looking for idols, looking for God in all the wrong places. I guess. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know. I mean. I still. I still. I mean. When you when you mentioned that. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm on this. I I you know I know that they log time. I don't want to look at it because I, it'll 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 bother me. So, but so I'm still. I'm, I mean, the 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 great thing about the uh, Christian Fellowship Group and and, uh, and 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 spiritual discipline is that when you start your day in the Word, when you start your day in prayer. It just, it just, it's like the masthead of the day and it directs you, directs me, directs me in my day. And, and, uh, I think it was Bill Hull who said, he said at the end of his prayer, he says, okay, Jesus, let's, what are we going to do today to glorify you? 
And it just kind of, okay, let's go. And then that becomes, uh, you know, a mantra. And so now you, now for me, for me, I have a, um, my direction, but I, I, if I don't, if I don't, if I don't daily do this, I get off. Yeah. And you know what, what's so wonderful about that focus on the spiritual disciplines, which is, you know, reading scripture, prayer, fasting, there's a number of them uh, that we do because, you know, today there's been such a focus on, especially in the evangelical world about, Hey, you know, you, you know, your works are, are not sufficient. You started out your talk that way, you know, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God and God's standard is perfection. Be therefore perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. So a lot of Christians have said, okay, well, I can't do anything. Obviously I, I don't want to be striving. Uh, my works are, are not uh, the road to salvation. Um, so, but at the same time, um, you don't want to do nothing. And so what you find with those disciplines is that that is the thing that we can do as Christians to get closer to God, to be able to hear his voice, to then know what it is that he wants us to do, as in thy will be done, not my will be done. Right, right. I love that you've taken that on now uh, in this part of your Christian walk. So tell us a little bit more about the things that you're doing within those disciplines and, and what, what kind of difference has that made for you? Well, for you know, uh, we're, we're uh, we go to church um, uh, consistently and are involved in our church. But the the thing for me that's been the biggest has been uh, the involvement in the uh, Christian fellowship community that, that we where we meet every Tuesday in our groups. And you know, I uh, I can tell you that um, when I was uh, heading for the ditch. And, uh, you know, bumping on the shoulder of the road, the people who came to me and said, John, you're a little bit off course. One guy was Gail Jones, part of the Christian fellowship community years ago. Uh, another another uh, fellow, Paul Cross, David Haas, uh, Stan Bauer, who was CBMC. I mean, when I think about the people who had the courage to come to me and say, you, you, you know, you need to examine what, what you're operating out of. Um, and I remember that because that's what I want to do. That's I want, I want to help people when they, when they, you know, when I see them uh, straying and, 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 and I'm very, very thankful uh, to those individuals. Um, so the, the, uh, the, the Christian fellowship community though, it's, it, the, 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 the camaraderie, the community, the studying we're doing has, has broadened and deepened my faith. There's accountability, there's learning. Uh, it's really, it's really my church. And, uh, I'm so thankful. That Chuck McIntyre. Now I've been going to the breakfast, but years ago uh, Chuck was retiring, and Jim was looking for somebody to step in. And for for some reason, uh, Chuck said, "Call Quali," and and I guess that was two thousand seven or somewhere back. You know, years kind of get merged uh, over time, um, and and. Uh, 
I, at that time, was going through the uh, chairs of the Managing Partner Association, and uh, uh, and we were also having a merger in St. Louis, a merger of the two agencies. So we were pretty uh, busy. Uh, and but a little voice, and this is another thing. This is another lesson for me. Little voice said, "Hey, hey, you really ought to do this." That that which what what I what I now have learned is that still quiet voice that really is the loud voice. You listen for it. It really is the. Uh, and so I said to Jim, I said yes. Now, I don't know what the situation would be if I'd have said no, but I don't think it would. I, I it, you know, this has been a wonderful, growing. Uh, relationship uh, with a lot of people, and it's 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 uh, it's just awesome, and I'm 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 just very thankful uh, for uh, for that. And one of the things that I've learned, uh, I guess I learned it, you know, in the midst of my anxiety and fear that brought me to my knees was um, that when I when I have something that that that, that I fear, fear fear becomes uh, it pops up. It's almost like I've got to go do it. It's like a message that says, John, what, what, what's going on with you that you fear that you need to step into that space? You need to step into that space with faith. And when you have faith, you know, the fear dissipates and peace comes in. Awesome. But that was, a learn that was a learning thing for me, you know, because I used to let fears keep me from doing things. And I think that's the devil. I think that's the devil saying, we want you over here. Stay over here. Don't step into that space. Because when you step into that space, you're going to ask for, you're going to ask for more help from God. You're going to get it and you're going to grow and you're going to grow your faith. That's the way it works. That's awesome. So would you say then that your involvement with the Christian fellowship community helped you as a, as a managing partner then back totally. then? leader totally 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 and 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 uh and it also gave me some uh i was ver i'm very thankful but it also i uh, think back to if i had done this earlier if i had if i had taken steps if i hadn't been so willful if it wasn't my will i uh i think that uh it, it will not think i know it would have been better but, but, you know, that's it, my journey. Yes. Uh, it sometimes takes us quite a while to transfer from my will be done to thy will be done. Yeah. 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 But Ron, I got to tell you, I am so thankful. I am so thankful that I, that God has given me the time. I mean, really, really. I mean, you're looking at somebody who, if, if I'd have dr driven into the ditch and he was in the trunk, you know, I'd be, uh, I would be in a, in a bad place. So, so when you think, when I think about that, and I know there are people out there that are, I know there are people out there who are, who's, who are dead to Jesus, who are just like, I, you know, the, just like me, I was, that's the opportunity to sit down and over a cup of coffee and just, uh, Hey, where are you? What's going on? Uh, let me tell you my story. and. I think you're getting at something really important, which is many Christians today, they they like to um, 
they like to borrow Jesus, you know, for the blood. To right, be, right. Um, you know, I, 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 I sinned here. I want to repent. Uh, thank you. I, I plead the blood. I'm, I'm saved. And now I can go and keep doing what I was doing. And they're, they're unfortunately not grasping the importance of lordship and making him Lord of our lives, because that changes everything. That changes how we behave, changes our priorities. It helps remove the idols. Uh, lordship is so, so important to our Christian walk. Uh, and, you know, and, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to convey the fact that, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I struggle. I, I mean, I if I don't if I don't stay in the spiritual disciplines, uh, I uh, I can wander. My will is right up against right there, right there. And I've got to I've got to elevate consistently and I can feel it. I can I can I can I, I know in my behaviors. I know in my responses when I'm getting off. You know, well, that's a spirit is prompting you to get back on track, which is right. Wonderful, right? So, with that, we're uh, we're going to be uh, moving out to our breakout rooms, and we're going to ask a couple of questions. Um, and the first one is, can you relate to John's struggles with idols, and if so, how? So that's one. Or you might choose to talk about what idols are present the, to you in in your life today. Uh, what idols present themselves to you today? So uh, I think those are two interesting. I think we all struggle with something, um, and I'm hopeful that people will share in the breakout room. So please uh, unmute yourself as we go in, and we will be back in about 20 minutes. John, wow, yes. ours was so powerful, but let's hear about your group first. Yeah, well, we had pretty much a uh, St. Louis uh, Northwestern Mutual meeting, agency meeting. <laughs> nice. So, but different than, uh, you know, you know, the great thing is that uh, people are sharing at a much deeper level um, about uh, their walk with Christ and the, and the challenges and the uh, idols and uh, uh, and giving up control. And 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 then as a result of that, um, you know, uh, getting getting better results. And and having um, more peace, more peace about themselves, you know, as they uh, and then we talked about uh, about uh, you know spiritual disciplines and how how to start and end the day, and which means then that during the day, you're we're, we're, you're 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 walking closer with Jesus because you're communicating. Yes. Communicating. Yeah, so on that point, um, so in our group, a, a number of things, work being an idol, um, distractions being an idol, like social media and, and phones, social media being designed to be uh, addicting. Uh, family can even be an idol where you're focusing so, so much on family, you're putting God to the side. Uh, but on the, on the point about social media, uh, somebody in our group uh, made an amazing comment that I never thought about. And because we were talking about social about disciplines as well. And the comment that was made was, you know, what if like tithing being 10%, what if we took 10% of our day and devoted it to God? Is that too much to ask to take 2.4 hours out of your day to focus on God just the way you would a tithe? And I'm like, I never thought of that. 
But that is just such a great point, uh, which is, you know, if we're willing to tithe, why wouldn't be willing to do that with our time? I, can't well, I would imagine, I think, didn't you challenge uh, did. a person in our group to do two hours a day? I did. Uh, and, and One or two. Maybe it was two. Yeah. It, it was, was two. two. Yes, it was and, two, John. And, 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 you know, it's difficult. It's so hard. You got, it's just, it is it's difficult. But, but I also I know that, mentioned this in our group, too. I said, it's a life changer. If you can devote that kind of time in the morning, it changes your whole perspective for the day. And you actually get it back. Why do you get it back? Because you find yourself not interested in television, not interested in a lot of other things that used to take your time away, including this. Because you're focusing more on him, and he takes those desires away from you. That's why our uh, desires of our heart often end up being his desires as we focus on him. And right, so that's the way that works. So yeah, it's a it's a game changer. Just I encourage people to do it for a week and and watch what happens. Right, because Ron, haven't you done it? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I I think that that's a, uh, you know, when you think about. I mean, God is the supernatural. He's all, he created all this. Why wouldn't we spend more time with the one who created it all and has been the constant for ever? Yeah, let let him put his super on your natural, John. Yes, right, right. <laughs> Very good. Very good. You got to write a book. I have written a book. I know you have. <laughs> I'm giving a lot of them away. <laughs> anyway, well, listen, this has been so much fun. I mean, it's always insightful, but I think, John, I can say uh, with you, it's also a lot of fun. So um, a lot came out in those groups. I know that I know that it did. And I want to thank you uh, as well as everybody uh, who participated today. Um, these groups, I think they really would make it exciting. So um, we appreciate it so much. Um, we're going to see everybody in January. I'm excited to say that John Folkert will be our next uh, guest, but in the, we will come back after the, uh, after the uh, Christmas season. So I hope you all have an incredibly Merry Christmas, a wonderful and happy new year. Get those reviews done, home office people. Uh, that I don't have to do anymore. Uh, <laughs> have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And uh, anyone who wants to stick around, we would love uh, to chat. Thank you for joining us. And for more information, visit our website, www.christianfellowshipcommunity.org. The Christian Fellowship Community is an independent, not-for-profit corporation. CFC is supported by volunteers and through donations from its participants. Neither CFC nor this episode are endorsed by, affiliated with, or promoted by Northwestern Mutual. Listeners of Christian Fellowship Community Presentations and any recordings acknowledge that these productions are exclusively owned by CFC and listeners agree to only use for their listening and not to make any use for any commercial reasons.